0: hey everyone welcome to locked on lakers for monday brian kamenetsky andy kamenetsky on a night where hollywood was celebrating oscars we'll tell you why the lakers earned themselves a Razzie. that's next you are locked on lakers your daily los angeles lakers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day okay, maybe it wasn't worth a Razzie. It wasn't the worst movie of the year, but it wasn't good enough. Uh, thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Always free, never behind a paywall, and also available sometimes on weekends. Uh, and Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to uh, participate in a community that is really now rocketing towards 14,000 subscribers. Love the uh, support that everybody's giving uh, giving us there, giving the show there. Uh Great place to talk to each other, talk to us, leave us questions, leave us comments. We'd love to use them on the show. Uh, make another locked on podcast your second listen of every day if you can, after making us, of course, your first. I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com promo code locked on. Um, okay. Like, this sort of thing was bound to happen at some point. The Lakers have been playing very well. Uh, they certainly came into Sunday's game understanding the stakes. They didn't look like they were checked out. They were, They didn't play well, though, Andy. And um, the Knicks took advantage. Lakers could not quite get it going, and they lose 112-108. It just seemed like every time, especially as the game went along, they build a little momentum, something would happen to them, whether it's a big shot from the Knicks – um, the Lakers making their own mistakes and they just couldn't get enough momentum and sustain it. Um, plenty to talk about with this one. Uh, what stuck out to you where do you want to start?
1: Well, I, I remember I noted after the win uh, Friday that the, we saw how the Lakers are in this place because they turned the ball over 20 times, but still managed to get a double digit win that unlike pre-deadline where the Lakers had to play damn near mistake free basketball, in order to win, like they, they've they actually reached a place as a team where that little margin for error, which is just a hellish place to be competing from, they're no longer operating from that position, but they're not so good as right. we saw tonight where carelessness can't come back to bite them in the ass or a lack of execution can't come back to bite them in the ass. And that's ultimately... What happened in this game and certain things that the Lakers have not done well all season were problematic. For example, they are a team that is just as much as they've improved their defense, especially over the last few weeks, they remain terrible in transition defensively. And this night was no exception. They gave up transition points. They often gave up transition and one points. Those transition and one points often came off their own lack of execution, whether a turnover or just not getting back quick enough after a miss, even after a make. Uh, Julius Randle also too, and maybe this was something they planned for, maybe they planned for it and it just didn't matter because Julius is a really good player, but I had a feeling coming into this game, Brian, that Randle was going to be looking to really punish the Lakers because he played really badly Saturday against the Clippers. He got benched for like the last six or seven minutes of the game, had a technical, had a, I think a flagrant, um, and and played by his own admission, even while thinking the refs were crappy at their job. He said, I was crappy at mine. I had a feeling Randall was going to come into this game looking to redeem himself, and boy, did he ever. I mean, first of all, he has, for
0: a little while now, made a habit of playing well against the Lakers. Uh, and, you know, Julius, good night, bad night, whatever it is, plays extraordinarily hard. So, like, you know, you're going to get that. He plays, you know, grown-up, big man basketball, very physical. Um, and I, I mean, I, I know, you know, uh, Darvin Ham was asked about the physicality of of this game the physicality you know, certainly of, of Friday night's game too. And the Lakers, I do think, you know, we're kind of beat up a little bit. I mean, I, this, I will say this felt to me like the, the, the you know, a game where they could have used a one more big, you know, you got Hartenstein out there. You've got Julius Randall out there and Mitchell Robinson is, you know, a, a decent, like I felt like his winning Gabriel was not terribly effective, uh, in this one. And Anthony Davis, um, AD was harder on himself I think than I would have been on it but it was still not a great game and from a rhythm standpoint he never really got fully going in that sort of dominant way that we've particularly Maybe the did. second
1: half I the, thought the, AD second was, half, He was fine I, I in thought, the first half. Yeah, I, well it's interesting like the second half he did some really good things. He had 11 he had 16 rebounds on the night but 11 were in the second half, four on the offensive glass. Like he was working but he was two of seven from the field. He said afterwards that he did not think – he had 12 points, I believe, at the half and had, and finished the game with 17. He missed um, four or five free throws. And he said afterwards that, like, he really put the loss on himself mm-hmm. and he said that he thought, you know, D'Angelo Russell, who was fantastic in this game, you know, D'Lo clearly showed up. He did his job. Schroeder did his job. Reeves did his job. You know, Rui did his job. These are the guys just that he called out by name as having done their job. And he said he thought he was fine defensively, and I don't disagree. But he said, offensively, I needed to do more in this game. Yeah, I would agree. Particularly the second half. He just, he looked out of sorts. Uh, You made a good observation when you and I were talking before the game. There's probably an element of him getting used to playing with D'Lo, and in particular, getting used to all of a sudden not having to do everything. What does that mean Well, it's also,
0: too, it's like, there's that, it's like, he and LeBron, for example, D'Angelo De- had 23 at the, at the, half, I believe. Um, yeah.
1: He was either 23, twenty five.
0: I think it was 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah. And so he was, as they say, cooking. Um, and so, it, it, but it's different. look, Anthony Davis played with LeBron James. It's like he, he is used to having another player out there who handles the ball, but often goes on his own sort of heaters where you, where you, but it's a different kind of deal with D'Angelo, it's a, it's coming from a different place. It's a different player. The rhythm is different, whatever. And I th- I do think there's an element of adjustment here where Davis is both trying to assert himself and stay active and be dominant um, while also making sure that he's not taking flow away from a guy like Russell when he's playing really well. And I like I said, I think Davis was better than he was giving himself credit for and I certainly don't think it was, you know, to your point about effort, energy. I don't think this was one of those games where Davis was sort of floating through. No, and I don't think I think he was in. I, but the combination of I, I I think there's a little bit of of adjustment with with Russell. Um, I think for the second night in a row, teams are making it harder. We saw it on 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 Friday, but teams are making it harder for the Lakers to just open things up for Davis and feed him the ball. And the Knicks didn't quite go as hard as Toronto did in slanting their defense, but he saw a lot of attention. Um, so I think there's an adjustment there and the Lakers offensively have to figure out how can we give him more space to operate? Um, and one thing that would help we'll get to, um, and it was with Troy Brown and uh, Malik Beasley, just not hitting enough shots. Like you know, some, some of that was an issue. It was just, and then he just wasn't quite as sharp as he's been in some of these other games, so you put all of those things together, and it, it's it's it, it, in a lot of ways, it's it's just kind of a metaphor for me of like the entire Lakers' performance. It's not that they were terrible; it's not that they didn't work hard. They just weren't sharp, and they made mistakes. Like the Knicks, I was I was surprised to see this until I looked the game, you know, looked at the numbers at the end of the game. The Lakers actually outshot the Knicks from three-point range. But it didn't feel like that because the Knicks got, I think it was three really big fourth quarter triples, um, that 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 were big momentum switches that were big. They were inelegant also, but just managed to make more good plays in timely moments than I thought the Lakers did, and that was the the difference in the game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and then the execution down the stretch, sure to score with about 19 seconds left, and. They needed to foul quickly. They let about 14 seconds elapse before eventually putting Josh Hart on the line. Hart ends up hitting both of his free throws, making it a four-point game. At that point, you can tell this thing is done. That was over. And And it was it was
0: interesting like that play. They went, they, and remember a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, that this worked. They actually got the steal. They didn't follow right away. They got the steal. was the game against Memphis, not the one they played, but the one before that, I think it was. And they tried that again. Schroeder, James Worthy pointed this out on the on the postgame show. Schroeder and Davis had had Barrett trapped in the backcourt, but didn't do a very good job on the trap. Barrett gets out of it. And then they had one more opportunity to foul, and this is where I think Reeves made a mistake in I think he was trying to see maybe they could still get the eight-second call or whatever it was. He needed to take that foul right there uh, before the ball crossed half court. Because once it did cross half court, the Knicks just did a really good job of spacing out and making it hard for the yeah. Lakers to catch them.
1: I think and they actually should just foul Barrett when they had him trapped and called it. Maybe.
0: But I I don't I don't have a problem with trying to force that turnover. But once you don't force the turnover, you you have to be. Sure, you have to be be sharper than they were. You have to be on point with your execution. They had one more good opportunity to foul, and it was with Austin Reeves, who doesn't make a lot of mental mistakes. But I think missed this one, and then after that, credit the Knicks. Um, a lot. Darvin Ham talking about the execution uh, had a a mistake of execution. We mentioned the three-point shooting between Beasley and uh, Brown. Uh, Beasley's worth a couple
1: minutes of conversation himself. Let's do uh, all of that stuff coming up next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Price Picks. If you've not signed up for Price Picks, you are missing out on daily fantasy made easy. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. More NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. superstar players, bench players. Just pick two to six players and whether they will notch more or less in their Price Picks stats projections, and you can win up to 25 times your money. And they offer projections on everything Price Picks from baseball the season's coming up soon women's college basketball even disc golf use the award winning app on both the app store and google play interesting made in 60 seconds or less safe fast withdrawals download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com sign up play daily fantasy made easy and first-time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 bucks using the promo code locked on again the promo code locked on at the sign up for the instant match if you are not playing price picks you don't know what you're missing
0: um, okay, so a couple little things you know, you talk about like the Lakers didn't turn the ball over much, only 11 over the course of the game, which is excellent, but they had a bad one late. Like little things like that. The Lakers shot 60% from the free throw line. Not only did they not get there enough, only 17 of them. Anthony Davis, the biggest culprit here, they only made 10. Uh, Davis was one of five from, um, from the line, missed a couple late, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Dennis Schroeder, who was uh, one of two, he missed one late. Just little stuff like that. And before we get to to Darvin and before we get to um, Beasley, I want to ask you because we we touched on it in the first segment. Like this felt to me like a game where the Lakers could use more size, needed one more big, big, like, you know, somebody who looks kind of like Mo Bamba. Um, What do you think they'll do? Because they do have this roster spot that they can use. They are, you know, they have Mo Bamba out for. Effectively, the rest of the regular season. I don't. I mean, there's not a lot out there. I mean, fans on the on the a lot of people on the on the chat boards, for example, the the YouTube board and whatever, have talked about like Dwight. No, Um, no. You know, hitting trying to hit a home run with Boogie. Like no, like these are Boogie has shown himself to be just not an effective NBA player in the last. You know, whenever he's been on a roster the last couple years, and Dwight was unplayable with the Lakers last year. (laughs) He's gotten any better. No. Um, Do you think they need to try to find someone? I I think their best bet personally is take the highest performing G League center you can find and try to sign him. I, I feel like it could be hard for them to go the rest of the season without somebody to fill that role, even if it's just games like this for eight minutes where you might need someone.
1: See, here's the thing. I don't think whoever they sign will get eight minutes. My guess is unless Wenyan Gabriel gets into foul trouble or you're playing a team that is extremely big whoever they sign is just going to be just insurance anyway yeah. so i mean look i don't have a problem if you want to if you uh if you want to bring in a guy on a 10 day contract or you know it, uh if somebody is available out there sure you know like nerland's noel for example i think is on a 10 day with brooklyn yes. if they don't re-sign him they could bring in Noel for 10 days, he would be ineligible for the playoffs, but in theoretic, you know, assuming the Lakers are in it, but theoretically, Mo Bamba should be available by then. He would just be somebody that helps you get through 10 days, maybe 20 days if you resign him, whatever. That being said, whether it's Noel, whether it's pick another NBA name you recognize, whether it's some G League dude, I doubt he's going to play anyway.
0: Yeah, they're a little stuck. Um, it's just like it kind of is what it is. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them just have that option there. It, it doesn't hurt to have the body there, if nothing else.
1: Again, I don't mind them doing it. If you're asking me if I think it's going to make a difference, the answer is no. I'd be, Mar- yeah, I'd frankly... On the
0: margins at best. Yeah, you're probably I'd right. be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, remember when they brought in Sterling Brown? And Sterling Brown was... Uh, he looked like he could have a actual role on the team, like he fit some needs. Barely played.
0: Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Lakers were plus nine. They lost this game by four. The Lakers were plus nine when Davis played. They were plus 14 when Russell played, um, to say they struggled. I mean, they did the The third into the fourth was the best stretch I thought they had without AD on the floor. But generally speaking, they struggled a lot without Davis out there. They struggled a lot without Russell out there. And I thought, and I know you thought as well. Just again, kind of communicating during the game, that it was a mistake when the Lakers had a stretch where one of the two of them wasn't on the floor. Um, this going into, you know, starting the fourth quarter. Um, I, I understand actually sometimes when players, when coaches have two player two stars, or two whatever. I, and trying to steal minutes without both of them on the floor, and you know, making it so this was not one of those games. One of those guys clearly, from the moment one of them was subbed off, you know, early, they needed to. Darwin needed to make sure one of the two was on the floor all the time.
1: Yeah, the Lakers opened the fourth quarter with a lineup of Schroeder, Reeves, Brown, Vanderbilt, and Gabriel, and they over three minutes because at around the nine-minute mark, both D'Lo and Davis re-entered the game. They went from up one to down four. And on a night where three of the five guys out there, Brown, Vanderbilt, and Gabriel, were just not giving you anything offensively, mm-hmm. you just can't do that. It'd be, it'd be one thing if, say, Brown had been really hot, or it'd be one of those games where Jared Vanderbilt was just finding different ways to score, or like Gabriel had been killing it on putbacks, like something like that. Then I, I don't know if I'd still... Yeah, won, I, don't, but
0: I, I, I don't think this is a hard and fast rule. I don't think one of them always has to be on the floor at right. all times in all situations. But right. tonight, it really felt like yeah. they needed to
1: be there. And this on this night, the, the starters beyond Davis and Russell gave them nothing. Brown, Vanderbilt, and Beasley were a combined 5 of 23 from the field for 15 points. Beasley had 10 of them. But he also took 12 shots to get the 10 points, and Brown
0: was 0 for 8 on the night, 0 for 7 from three point range.
1: Yeah, and it's we've talked before about you know I mean like Troy Brown has he struggled the last couple games offensively, but he's coming off like you know uh, three to four weeks where he actually has been quite productive offensively. He he obviously needs to be more productive than he was tonight. Vanderbilt needs to account for more. Beasley, though, becomes, I think, in certain respects, more problematic than the other two. A, because he's just been on a, in a slump in general. Like, I had been hopeful that Russell's return might snap him out of it, and so far it has not. But tonight, notwithstanding, because I don't think Brown or Vanderbilt pay, played particularly well in this night, just period. But agree. other nights, Brown and Vanderbilt, when they're not scoring... You can look to them reasonably to provide other stuff. And I think very often they do. When Beasley's not scoring, other than gravity and threat, he really doesn't give you much else. And it, it becomes a problem when he's out there. And it, I under, it matters that he's out there providing spacing. It matters that he's out there as a threat to shoot. But at some point, you actually need the guy to score. And has got to hit shots. Yes. So Absolutely. I'm I'm growing a bit concerned about this slump. I know he's a streaky guy. I know that's sort of part and parcel what happens with Beasley, but it's it's growing a bit concerning.
0: Yeah, he's shooting 33% um as a Laker from three. I don't know if that actually is current to today's game. Um, in which case it's gone down. But you know, that's that's not high enough. You know, they need him to be in that. 36 37 38 39 range where he has typically been over the last few years. Um, it's you know 30 38% for his career is about what the Lakers need. It I I I the I wish I had something more be like this is you know a great failing whatever it it was a normal loss. <laughs> like it was a loss that happens in the context of a normal NBA season. They suck, they're disappointing. Um, but it it wasn't like this just massive failure or one of these games where you look at it and say I don't know why they didn't even show up like they 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 lacked precision but I don't think they lacked want. The problem is, you know, you just don't have a lot of wiggle room for this sort of stuff now. And like, you know, Darwin talked about filling up their cups again. And, you know, we can't afford any more of this. We can't afford any more of that. But they couldn't afford it a week ago. They couldn't afford it two weeks ago. And I, I don't think this is necessarily like him after the game suddenly putting importance on the They've been talking about this stuff for months now. It's just their, you know, the, the context of the season where they're at makes it. If you're going to pick a game to lose. You got on the road, you're going to New Orleans, who looked excellent, it should be noted, on, on Sunday, but are generally depleted. They won't have Zion. And you go then to Houston. It's a very winnable two games they've got coming up. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. We will uh, get into a few more other things that happened with this game. Um, and
1: let's uh, talk about the standings. Give you a little update there. Do all of it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. If you are looking for an awesome tasting treat, but you don't want the fat and the calories, you got to try a Bar. The holiday season, it just, it never ends, whether you're talking about from last Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter's coming up. That's a holiday where you do a lot of eating. It just, the food is always coming at you hard and fast, but at the same time, it's like, you don't want to compromise taste because that's the whole reason you're eating in the first place. And that's what makes Built Bar your solution. With Built Bar's, Healthy, actually tastes great, and they come in awesome flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, always covered in 100% real chocolate. Makes them deceptively taste like a candy bar, but only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. The protein's what you want. You don't even have to wait around for a box anymore. You can, if you want, go to Built.com, order them. But if you want to get them right away, go to your local Walmart in the pharmacy section, go to your Sam's Club. Either way, pick up a box with different flavors of Built Bars and enjoy.
0: Okay, so uh, as we do now, let's, we, we, you have to look every day at the standings. The Lakers had played very well, came into this game winning, I think it was 7 of 10. Um, still overall have done just fine since the All-Star break. Um, this game drops them to 33 and 35. They are now uh, in a group of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that um, have between thirty-three and thirty-five losses, but this one drops them into a statistical tie with Oklahoma City for tenth place, um, and just shows how tight the margins are. The Pelicans and the Lakers have identical records um, going into Monday's games. Uh, the Blazers haven't quite given up yet, uh, though they are starting to fall off uh, off the pace. The Lakers, though, while they're on the precipice of falling right back out of that top 10, um, are also still only a game out of behind Minnesota in the seventh spot and only two games behind Golden State for the six. So you go and you win these two games on the road trip, Andy, and all of a sudden, you know, first of all, you just beat New Orleans, so you've spread yourselves out, um, sig- you know, in a significant way over the Pelicans. But you probably are pushing Minnesota again could be pushing golden State again uh, every win and every loss is magnified to the six billionth degree because things are so tight you can fall from seventh to out in three bad games I don't care I, I, at home on the road like if you can't be Houston in a game you know that is just this critically important you don't deserve to have a chance to make the play like you just don't no. Um, you know, New Orleans—they're still fighting for something. Um, okay, they're not very good, but they're still fighting for something. You know, Trey Murphy was insanely good. He had forty-one points on Sunday. They beat the you know a fading um, Blazers team, but like you know that Houston game, like that's a gimme. Like that's a gimme on the schedule. They're not even trying to win.
1: No, and it'll. It was interesting hearing Darwin talk afterwards about you know the the onus on everybody to, you know, raise their own level of accountability. And he wasn't saying this in a way where he sounded mad or even especially disappointed in the loss. It's more just like a recognition of what they are fighting against. Like you and I had talked mm-hmm. about needing to we thought to go fifteen and eight over the final twenty three games. After the deadline. And so far, loss. Yeah. So far, they're maintaining that pace, I think, pretty nicely. They're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're the prescription we offered for them so far, they seem to be doing okay. But, you know, a loss like this one that doesn't even feel like a horrible one, but was still a winnable game, that could be one that you look back on and say, Man, like,
0: it's, it's not as bad as like the Minnesota game. Whenever the you know that right. that was when we were just like, oh come on, this wasn't that. It didn't feel no. that
1: way. No, but every single one of these now, if they don't win, in certain respects, given where they are, Brian, I don't even care why they didn't win. I just care that they didn't win. Yep. Because they've looked, they've been playing very, very well lately. After the all star break, I mean, or excuse me, after the deadline, they've legitimately been one of the better teams in the NBA. There's mm-hmm. a lot to feel good about the way they've managed to perform without LeBron, who it should be noted attended this game without his walking boot on. And there have been no updates in terms of where he is right now, but mm-hmm. I have to figure no longer wearing the boot. He's long since removed from the scooter that it seemed he had difficulty driving anyway, so that's probably a good thing. Um, you know, Le- LeBron seems to be progressing in the right direction, and they've been really admirable given all of the obstacles that have still been in their way even after reconstructing the roster so well post-deadline. But, man, it's hard not to feel... <laughs> somewhat down after a loss because you know how much it matters and you know that this is one they could have actually pulled out
0: yeah absolutely and you know look you, you look at the at what they have going forward it's new orleans on tuesday it's houston on wednesday i this, i i know ad has had these scheduled days off i mean i am very curious to see what they'll do i i i think he'll play um but i don't know I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, certainly, I think if they lose on Tuesday, they have to play them on Wednesday. Um, but I don't think you can afford to go into any game. I think what you you hope is that you play AD both nights and you beat up on Houston so bad that you can sit them and play them 25, 26 minutes and be done with it. Uh, but then you get Dallas on Friday and Luka, you know, probably back in the lineup by then, but banged up. Um, so they're a vulnerable team. You have Orlando on Sunday, a KD-less Phoenix team. Uh, Oklahoma City at home two games against Chicago a who knows what you're going to get Minnesota team Houston again Utah twice uh, you have the you know a game against the Clippers that's shaping up to be massive and uh, one more game against Phoenix who even if Durant is back they might not have him play very much in that because they want to make sure he's healthy for playoffs Um, I, I, they're they're the opportunities are there. The thing that I'm curious is AD was so critical of his own performance, and again, he wasn't. This was not a classic AD game. This was not one of his better games of the season. I did think he was better than um, than he thought he was, um, but he's holding himself to an incredibly high standard and needs to because the Lakers need him to be really good. Um, I feel like he has had pretty good responses when these types of games where he is so obviously upset with his own caliber of play um i am optimistic that he will come back with a much much larger effort uh results wise i should say uh, against new orleans on tuesday i would be surprised if he didn't have a really much bigger impactful game
1: yeah i i i'd like to think so as well and that that has tended to be the way i agree with you that he's Responded. As far as him playing against Houston on the second night of a back to back, I feel like he has to. Like, if you want to limit his minutes, that's fine because 20 minutes of Anthony Davis, you know, like very specifically slotted, ought to be enough to secure that win. But make no mistake, that win needs to be secured. Right, they can't. And,
0: they cannot lose that game. They can't.
1: Right, and they they cannot afford. Let's just say for some reason, D'Lo and Schroeder are both just having off nights or whatever. I don't care that it's the Rockets. You can't all of a sudden expect like Austin Reeves to carry the Lakers down the stretch of a game because AD isn't even active mm-hmm. against the Houston Flipping Rockets. Like play him twenty minutes, you know. Try to make them low impact minutes, whatever. He has to be available and out there. Like it's just, if he's not going to play,
0: they should say something tomorrow. <laughs> yes, like, don't, don't the my because we went through this before, and it, we all assumed that when AD did didn't play in the last back to back, that it was something that eighty was hurt. Like because you know there was the foot thing. They went back to the you know stress injury and all that. It was just man, eighty was. I feel fine. Like, and they got away with it. They won the game. Um, but. The Lakers did AD no favors by making it sound like everybody's all hands on deck, you know, coming out of the break and then sitting him for maintenance for something that apparently had been scheduled weeks ago. So, if this one was a scheduled game weeks ago as well, they should say something, if not tomorrow, you know, or today, Monday, they should say something Tuesday. That Anthony Davis not going to play on the second night of his yeah. back to back and whatever risk
1: risk losing whatever gamesmanship against the again Houston, flipping Houston the Rockets. Rockets like I I I think you can show your cards, you know, Rob Darvin, like everyone I think it's okay like you should be able to script the game hand the script to the Rockets and still mm-hmm. beat them like.
0: It's but, not, and then look. I mean, Houston's got some decent players on it. Like they, they could be good in a few years. They've got young players that not I would want in my they're organization. Not. They've won fifteen games this season. Right. And the, the other thing, and they've the lost. Other... I can't even count how many games they've had, they, they they beat. The only two, the only team that they've beaten since February first, they've beaten one team, San Antonio. Right. Who I might th- want to remind people are also not trying to win.
1: <laughs> the other thing too, like when it, when it comes to 80 and the second end of this back-to-back we're at a place right now that is so critical that if they are that concerned about him playing the second end of a back-to-back with this context, then quite frankly, I don't think he can make it through a playoff run anyway. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like if they are that worried about him playing the second end of a back to back like they'd rather rest him and risk a loss when you are struggling for your play in life uh-huh. not even playoff play in then i feel very very pessimistic that ad can get through all of this anyway
0: i feel like look i mean i feel like i look at it this way and we can we can quit here cuz i'm sure we'll talk about this again on monday you know for tuesday's show going into the new orleans game i think you got to you got to bank these wins like, yes. you know, you you beat New Orleans, you beat Houston, you come back, you at the very least split versus Dallas and Orlando. So now you've won three of four. Three of four, as we've just discussed in the standings, probably puts you right back up into, you know, somewhere in that seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, if you feel like Anthony Davis, like, look, we're putting and I I do not believe that the Lakers should put Anthony Davis's health at risk. But like, if you okay, you know what, we need to make up one of these games. Okay, you sit him After you've won a couple, you know, you sit them after you, you know, you're back in that seven spot, the eight spot where if you lose, you're not 14th, you're ninth, you know, or something like that. And you say maybe against Phoenix, you know, a game that I know Katie's not playing Phoenix, still a good team, Um, you know, whatever that might be or something. All right. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show. Uh, participate in a great community, 13,000-plus strong. Uh, leave us your questions. Leave us your comments. Uh, we we you know, Tuesday, going into the game against New Orleans, would be a great time to bring in some excellent uh, viewer commentary. We'd love to do that when we can. Uh, and we will see everybody Tuesday.